0: everybody welcome to coffee talk here with joe and i think we got a little bit of a doozy here with us today we got a doozy (laughs) we've got a topic for you so what we're going to be talking about today um, is what happens when a division arises within the church like you got a problem with somebody and how do you how do you rectify that and I think we could probably break this down on a personal side, but then also within the church. Um, as I was trying to think about what... Um, hey, Teresa, as I was trying to think about maybe a topic for today, I was just cruising headlines a little bit to maybe see if I can get a little um, inspiration. And there was a there was an article on catholicnewsagency.com um, that really kind of pulled me in this direction here a little bit. And that is on Archbishop Vigano accuses Cardinal Sarah of causing him harm in row over coronavirus letter. Um, Now, just a little backdrop on what the story is, right? Because there's there's the actions that are in cause here, and then there's the conflict, right? And so we're not here to talk about the corona letter virus so much, but there's a letter that was proposed, um, I, Archbishop um, Vigano, who just suggested, well, it wasn't a suggestion, who was claiming that the efforts of some governments and some some movements around the world are taking advantage of the coronavirus issue and using it to really restrict freedoms of, of people. And, and, um, and there were some co-authors to that, people who have signed on to it. And Cardinal Sarah was originally on board with that yeah. um, or so and this is where there's a back and forth <laughs> but Cardinal Sarah stepped away from that letter saying that he's not gonna be jumping into the politics of it and that he never signed it mm-hmm. right um, so you've got two reputable people you have an archbishop and you have a cardinal who are saying two different things and there's a there's a bit of a conflict there in a row um, and so I'm not here to say who's right, who's wrong. I, I'd probably have my own opinions on this, that, and the other thing, but that's not—that's not really what we're going to be chatting about. But what—what what happens when we have this type of conflict, right? And you got two good people who are just at loggerheads. So, Joe, what's—what's what's the hot take here? whats
1: it's the hot take. What's happening like when controversy or conflict rise in the church? Well, I think we have to start with a simple thing. and A lot of people, and I think media sources, even Catholic media sources, um, get caught up in, this is a new thing, this is a novelty, and all, they, they try and push it out as, oh my goodness, this has never happened before. There's a little hype. That aside, it's not new. It's not new in the least. If we go to the very beginning of the church, I'd even start, you know, with Jesus Jesus hasn't died on the cross yet and we go right into the Gospels. And you see within it, you know, and it's highlighted, especially in the Gospel of Mark and and sometimes in the Gospel of John. But in all the Gospels, you see the Apostles, you know, kind of at longer hands and other disciples. When uh, the two Apostles come to Jesus, it's like, we want to be the greatest. We want the left and the right side. The other guys hear about that and they get upset. I mean, well, wouldn't you though? You know, no, no, these guys are positioning. You know, yeah, exactly. Right. And even you know, you get in there and disagreements. You know, Jesus says, "I'm going back to uh, Judea from Galilee because Lazarus is dying." And the guys are like, "You want to go back? What?" They were just trying to kill you. And then Thomas, and I always laugh at this. It's like, okay, is Thomas being sarcastic here? Or is he really, really saying this with sincerity? Know. We'll follow. Let's go. We don't know if we're going to get killed ourselves. And It's one of those interesting things. Um, move forward. Early church, Acts of the Apostles. We've been going through Easter and during Easter we hear the Acts of the Apostles on a daily basis from the scriptures and if you follow along with the story of the church it's really interesting you know it's kind of like it's it's getting going etc there's some things in there which are also when I'm reading through it a little contention because we still got that conflict within the wider church I'm I'm going outside of the Catholic I'm talking you know Protestants and our, our brothers and sisters who are Christians Beyond that, you got, you know, Peter and Paul. Boo, you know, there's a little arguments there, you know, over, you know, circumcision and and the Jewish law. And then we heard it last week, I think it was last week, Monday, actually, a week ago. We hear, you know, Peter goes into the house, you know, there's these Roman officials or this Roman family, and they invite him to dinner and he goes in and eats with them and, and accepts their hospitality. And he gets called in almost. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> and and really, it's a, you know, go forth and preach the gospel to all the nations. And they have a conversation about that, and they they move through it. They go through it. Contention. We just heard it this past Sunday, yesterday. You know, people are coming forward. The Hellenists are getting upset with the Hebrews, or the the Jewish Christians. You get your Gentile Christians, the Hellenists, and You're Jewish Christians, the Hebrews. And and they're saying, hey, we're living in community. We're we're early century Christians. And you're, you know, why are we getting overlooked? Why are the widows of our community getting overlooked? And the apostles say, well, you got a point. We got to do something about this. Deacons, it's not that easy, but poof. No, but it's an old thing. And it, it's happened again and again in the church. Every time a heresy arises, every time you know a theological conflict arises, and sometimes it, it's you don't hear about it. The, there are things that are are small, and then usually when you get over it, it's like, oh wow, well, you know, that, I guess that really didn't matter that much. Now some of them do matter. I mean, there have been councils called about it. The Nestorian heresy, you know, is Mary. The Mother of God, or is Mary the Mother of Christ, who has a unique relationship to God? That was the heresy of Nestorianism. Mary was Mother of God. Council of Ephesus, I believe, four thirty-one, and it, you know it keeps on going. Uh, Saint Augustine against the uh, monetists and the, the Donatists, and, and you know it goes on. Modernism. We hear that a lot, especially if we get into the, the conflicts within the church today between um, extremely traditional Catholics and, you know, your, your, your normal cubs. I'm, I'm talking, when I say the extreme traditional Catholics, I'm talking the SXPX. If you mm-hmm. don't know what that is, it's the Society of Pope Pius X. Now, Pope Pius X, it was a pope. He's a saint. But the Society of Pope Pius X is a um, a group of Catholics who, after Vatican II, broke away from the Church. They're schismatics in that way, um, and, and they they broke away from the Church and said, "We're not going to follow Vatican II." And uh, and the, you know, there's been conversations and stuff. You know, and, and this has been an ongoing thing. Um, we we have the what some would call the Latin Rite of the Mass. Its its official name is the Extraordinary Form of the Mass. So you've got the Ordinary Form and the Extraordinary Form. The Ordinary Form by many is called the Novus Ordo, the New Ordinary. Well, we're 50 years plus now. I'm going to let on a little bit of tangent, don't worry, I'll bring it back here. But there's, oh a, you. <laughs> but there's you know, so you get this whole contention about well should mass be in latin or shouldn't it be should mass be um the way it was or or the way you know it is now and and even within i mean okay we're getting into liturgical warfare and battle if you will and i don't mean it like we're fighting with the liturgy no we're fighting about the liturgy this happens all the time um and, and it's very easy when you toe into it you know to just get sucked right in you have to be careful and and it can take you down a very very dangerous road um you know people have these conversations all all the time and um i think the first and best form of advice for that is you can't deal in absolutes within the church. I was watching Star Wars last night. The The scene, Revenge of the or not, uh, R- Return of the Sith? Revenge of, Revenge
0: the, of Sith. the Sith. Yes, yeah.
1: Revenge of the Sith, episode three. And Anakin goes, you did this. You know, they're, they're uh, on the, the volcano planet um, right before Obi-Wan just <laughs> and, and cuts off everything for Anakin. Skywalker and Anakin's angry, he's mad, he just killed a whole bunch of people. I right? hate but, you, yes. <laughs> yeah. And right before this, you know, he, he's force choking out Padme, not a good thing. You know, this is his wife, not a good thing.
0: A pro tip for those of you at home: um, don't force choke your wife, bad move, bad move. bad move. <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and, and Anakin is, is just stating all these things. I'm going to have power. I'm going to rule my empire. And you're just like, whoa. Where did all this come from? And Obi-Wan just goes, Only the dark side deals in absolutes. Now, force a completely different thing from the Catholic Church, the reality of God. But it's
0: fun to tie it in, right? But the
1: reality here is, dealing in absolutes is not good. And you say, every traditional Catholic believes this. Ooh, okay, no. Now, yes, there are some absolutes in reality. That, that statement from Star Wars is not a, a completely transferable statement. But the reality here is that when you say everyone or when you say that all you know, or when you say that everyone must. Now there are certain, you know, things here where that has to happen, you know. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one can go to the Father except through the Son. Okay? We can't change that. That that is the truth.
0: Nor would you want to. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean At that point then you're just placing yourself out of bounds. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh,
1: and there are some, you know, difficult things here. But going to the, these, you know, discussions and stuff, and and you hear about them a lot. I don't get into them myself. Why? Because you can get sucked in. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, me and Adam going back to Easter and before, 90 days without TV, without news. You know, not doing anything on our phones that wasn't essential for work, etc. Um, Exodus 90. And uh, one of the guys who did it with us, uh, Brian, um, you know, he said, I'm actually feeling a lot better. You know, I thought it was going to be hard at first to not watch the news every day, you know, morning and evening. He said, I actually find I'm not as stressed. I'm not as frustrated, maybe angry in not listening to that and getting involved in that. Now... I'm not you know advocating for uh, don't keep up on your current events don't watch news or, or don't um, what some people say you know you're becoming naive by just displacing yourself from the reality of what's going on that leads down a dangerous road of yourself living in a false reality but getting too involved in it and you know, that that really, yes, you have a right to your opinion. It doesn't mean that your opinion is one, the be all, end all. And it also doesn't mean that you have to always share that opinion.
0: And the church is a, a big place, mm-hmm. you know, and there, there's a lot of room for a lot of different thoughts, yeah. you know. Um, and there's things that put you outside of the bounds for sure, you know, mm-hmm. but within the tent of being Catholic, uh, and I don't even want to say attempt. that just sounds like it's a circus or that's yeah. we're universal you know and being universal means that you cover a lot of territory mm-hmm. you know like things that happen here in America are different than what happened in Africa you know and same thing with Australia or in China and so to bring us back to World Eat Day because Coffee Talk always comes back to World Eat Day <laughs> one way or another um, when we see all of those people together Mm -hmm. right from various places around the world different mindsets of theology um it even if you were to put it on a spectrum of left versus right you know and a lot of people do that they'll say well you're a conservative in the church and you're a liberal in the church there's room for all of those in Mm -hmm. in some some ways you know some people who are just avid supporters of abortion you know like that's a tough conversation to have you know um, when when you're in these types of debates right um, and, and you can you can pick a topic on those types of things but um, when we come to when we come to the altar right and you know you're, you're clearing off your conscience you're going and putting others before yourself when you're being selfless in that then all of a sudden those conversations, aren't just embattlements, right? And, and maybe from time to time, depending on what's what you have to rise to the occasion and fight for the, what's right yeah. in the church. Uh, but there's other things that are opinion, right? Um, that, that aren't worth dying on the hill for. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I like applying into any type time I'm discerning, like what's a position within the church is using the virtues as a guide. You know, and you've got the three theologicals. You've got faith, hope, and love. But then you have the cardinals, which I think is properly named. Cardinal meaning hinge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a bit like the hinge that opens Opens the door. door. Um, Really gives us a guide on how to approach these conversations. Like with um, temperance. Mm -hmm. You know, especially with all of these. You know, and if you can picture a kind of a map of church belongings right you've got you know people who are super orthodox over here and you got people loosey-goosey over here and you got people who are up and you know all over the place let's just say it's a a grid a map and you got dots all over the place um temperance is the thing that's going to guide you in the right direction Mm -hmm. you know and it's like where do i stand on these positions am i even keeled right or or am i going this on an extreme or an absolute know, because then then you close yourself off to listening, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're not actually discerning
1: then at that point. If you're not open to, you know, actually, we could go into, this is a perfect discussion, uh, jumping off point right now, for a discussion on what it means to have dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's a big topic, and, and it reaches far beyond the church to the reality of our culture and our world today. Dialogue. Oh, I love it. Let's get in into philosophy. it. Come on. Let's get is into is it. We used to have so many conversations about this when I was studying philosophy. Oh my goodness. Uh, you was, want to see seminarians go head to head. Oh, okay.
0: And you know what? I love a good debate too. <laughs> and we, we've lost the ability to yeah. converse dialogue and have debate, Yeah. you know, and not the wrong way of doing this is scorching somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Is, is just trying to, to win the fight. Um, I'm taking you off of your, your stream. Okay, You're okay. Go, it, it go helps forward.
1: there. So uh, part of this discussion that we used to have, still do have, I don't talk about it very often, but I remember it very clearly was dialogue. So what is dialogue? We're, we're talking to each other. We're having a discussion. Okay, Two people have two different opinions or stands on something, etc. But we're trying to figure out what they actually think about something and so that person either writes a letter or they get together and and they're talking with each other they're having a discussion sometimes it would devolve into a screaming match you know you're yelling at each other this is what is and the other person going no you're wrong this is what is what happens though is in order to have a good dialogue you have to be willing to accept that you may one may be changed somebody could change your mind the person that you're having a debate or a dialogue with could change your mind on something if you're not open to the possibility that you could be wrong one that you could have your mind changed whether slightly or completely or that you're going to accept some things you're going to learn something possibly or or, get some new information about a certain topic that you never knew before. If you're not open to those things going into a discussion or a dialogue, then you've already failed. You can't be having a discussion or dialogue without that foundation first. And what ends up happening oftentimes today is, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You're wrong, Joe. And, and you know, you're just butting heads with each other. Or even that, it's more so this. You're talking past each other to the point where it's like you're you're arguing with an ideal or a thought that this is what the other side thinks. This is what the opposite of me thinks. It's an individualism in some ways. Or this is what the other side thinks or what I think the other side thinks. And you're just talking past each other. You're not having a discussion. You're not having a dialogue or a debate. What you're having is this is what I think you think. And I think that what you think is wrong. And you're not going to change my mind that what you think or that what I think you think is wrong is not wrong. I even got caught up in that. A lot of things. (laughs) And, and and this is the, the reality of a lot of conversation today.
0: Mm.
1: Moving, you know, pulling in virtue here. The root of, of virtue in Greek or Western philosophy is Aristotle. You know, and he was trained by by Plato and Socrates. Aristotle has what's known as the golden mean. And so, in his writing is on virtue. You know, he talks about that. Okay, you have a virtue. Anything that is not that virtue is vice, and it's not it's not as clear as that. You know, I always look at it as a spectrum. Okay, you have virtue in the center, the perfection of virtue. You know, which will bring you the greatest happiness, which is known in Greek as eudaimonia. Let's pull out a virtue. Let's say temper. Let's not say temperance because I'm not going to be able to do that one off the top of my head. Um, Let's do fortitude. The virtue of fortitude. You know, I'm going to stand strong on this. Persevere might be a good synonym for fortitude. On those two ends, okay, the extreme of that where it becomes a vice and also the extreme, the other extreme, which is the lack thereof. So fortitude, the extreme of that is overconfidence or bullheadedness in the sense of, I'm gonna persevere to a fault where I either hurt myself or I hurt other people. Anything that doesn't allow me to is basically you know, useless to me in that sense. Okay. Too much. That's, that's, that becomes a vice. I mean, extreme stubbornness in some senses. I'm not saying that stubbornness isn't bad. Trust me. I'm Polish. I'm extremely stubborn sometimes. But it, it's it's too much. You know, you're not open to that center road of virtue. The lack thereof, I wouldn't call it quite extreme cowardness. That's the, That's cowardness is the lack thereof of another virtue and bravery. I would say the lack thereof of fortitude is everything pushes you around. You, know? you, you can't stand by anything. Maybe a lack of loyalty in some Spine-lessness. sense. Spinelessness? You know, it, it's – and even that is, is kind of and, – and this is the difficulty with some of the virtues, you know, a realization that when we state the virtues, they're not separate from every other virtue. They're, they're all together. A life of virtue is multiple virtues lived out in a seeking a, a perfection, the best way to live, the greatest happiness and joy. I would say the lack thereof of a fortitude is, you know, just giving up, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. It, you might even say it is despairing to a point of not even caring. Mm. And and that's that's one you know thing. You can do that with a lot of different virtues, a lot of different things and stuff like that, and take that golden mean, and, and it ties into virtue ethics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. but but that's the reality of these things. When we start in the church going back to this the conversation about um, conflict within the church and arguments within the church. When we start saying oh, you're a liberal, you're a, you're a, a traddy or or you're a, an extreme conservative, we're almost pulling into the church politics. Yeah, there are church politics. Oh so my goodness. There is drama Politics in every aspect of human life oh, drives me crazy. I'm starting to get like tense just thinking about that because I, I don't like politics in that sense of you know arguing and all that stuff. You know, I, I'm not into that. It's not constructive in any way. In most cases, I don't feel. Same with with drama. Drama is one of those things that's just oh, oh my goodness. I know some people love drama. I can't stand it. But the reality of it it, it comes into and, and maybe you know we wish that the church wasn't like that, you know? But that's the humanness of the church. And
0: you know, it's like that anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have any team and and some teams are more disciplined than others, right? Mm-hmm. And putting the team in Nonprofit, in churches, in business, in sports, you know, you've got some teams that are functioning better than others. Um, but even that's only temporary, yeah. you know, because things change with time. Tensions flare up, and when you have these conflicts, sometimes that breeds more of that drama in politics. And if you don't have the wherewithal to heal that, then it's only going to fracture and fracture over time. Yeah. You know, and we see that playing out in a lot of different ways in the church where we speak today. Yeah. You know, um, you know, just that example of the conflict between Archbishop Pagano mm-hmm. and Cardinal Sarah. You know, if if there isn't a healing in that, you're going to see more of a fracturing, and that even goes back to with the pre-scandal. You mm-hmm. know, um, and you see a lot of that happening with what's going on. A lot of fracturing. Yeah. You know, and. Unfortunately, you don't see a whole lot of moves of, of healing in that. You know, it's, it's very hot, very tense. Yeah. Um, and, and there's probably some debate on, you know, whether or not you strike the iron while it's hot or you let it cool off. You know, yeah. you don't know. But even within personal relationships, you know, like we've had, I mean, I'm heading into my ninth year here at St. Greg's, and we've had a lot of conflicts over the years that we've had to wrestle through and, and really sort out. You know, and sometimes it ended well, other times it didn't, you know, where both the failings of myself at the time um, and people involved, or it's just a a natural uh, disagreement where, all right, it's time to part part the ways. Or uh, the other hand, too, is sometimes you can heal them Mm -hmm. and you work through it and then you get back on track. You see enough of that happening in and out, and that's just... The, the way that the church breathes, you know, is through our humanness, you know, but a lot of times if you're not working through, it, if you're not conscious of it, number one, and number two, if you're not willing to have that openness or that temperance, mm-hmm. you're going to find it really hard to repair and, and find healing in those matters. Because if you're not humble in the midst of these, if you're going to be bullheaded, you know, in that sense, uh, on that extreme of fortitude. You're going to be bullheaded. A, no one's going to follow you, uh, and B, you're certainly not going to have any type of dialogue that brings healing in the midst of that. It's either my way or the highway, you know, and you're going to really struggle in that. Yeah. Um, and all too often, we come to those ends, and then it's just parting way. And then all of a sudden, the ministry, the church, the organization is less for it. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't have that, those talents. You don't have that experience back in there. And in some ways, you're starting again by finding other people who you can build those bridges and bonds with. You know, um, that, that is challenging. So what happens when you have a dialogue that starts breaking down? You've got a tension. Mm-hmm. You know, what, there's, what, what's the steps here?
1: There's tension. I know two people are talking about something. And somebody, let's say, somebody brings up a new idea or something, and somebody says, "No, I like my old idea better." Um, You know, well, there might be a better way to do this, or, or I think we need to change this. You know, in in some situations, it can be as simple as, "Okay, there's a committee at the parish that is, you know, always decorate the church this way," and somebody gets upset because a new person who who volunteered to be a part of this. Started having a um a, a situation. <laughs> I'm sneezing Sorry. over here, and I'm sneezing. He's trying to be social. <laughs> Woo. Okay, I'm back at it. Uh, it was some extreme sneezing there, oh. off screen. <laughs> but <laughs> no. oh, so I'll use this example. Um, you know, and it's it's a common example in many many parishes. New person wants to help out. Like, I've got some new ideas. Well, the, the you might call them the old guard, okay? I mean that in a loving way. The old guard is like, whoa. Well, we, we've been doing this for the past 30 years this way. You know, w- 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 what's this? Where does it come in there? You know, what is the root of some of this? People are used to something. Okay? We often find it hard to change. You know, and th- there's a difference in an understanding of the reality of the church from big, tr- big T, uppercase T tradition, little T tradition. Uppercase T tradition, you know, meaning the revealed truth through the tradition of the church that's been handed down from the apostles to today. It's it's on that same level of the revelation through scripture. The dual font of revelation is scripture and tradition. Little t tradition. Okay. Since the founding of such and such parish, in such and such town, we the people of this parish, because our pastor thought it was a good idea gathered on this feast day to celebrate this saint in this way. If you stop gathering or if you gather on a different date, is that going against the truth of the reality of God? No. And yet sometimes it feels like it is. (laughs) Going back, So you know that situation. There's some new people who want to do some different things here. Okay. There's two ways that you can have a dialogue. You know, sometimes it's how the person approaches it, a personality or a character trait or a way of saying something. You know. I have I have a thought to make it easier. I'm speaking hypothetically here. I have a thought. You know, maybe to make it easier on us and to help with, with the, you know, not cluttering up the sanctuary too much. What if we hang the garland in a different way?
0: Well, the right way would be, all right, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. see, what's your vision? What are you, what are you hoping to achieve? The wrong way would be like, now. Nope. Joe, I've been here for a while. I know what I'm doing. This is how we always done it. Thanks, but you got to earn your time.
1: Okay, now my reaction to that can be, well, what gives you the authority? To do, you know, I don't care if you've been here that long, et cetera. Or another thing could be, you know, well, yes, I, I know you've been here a long time, but there's other people who feel that you haven't been doing a good job. And see at right there, right there. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, you know. You ever had those moments where it spiral out of control really quickly and it's, and it, you know, two years down the road, you haven't talked to that person and, and and you're all going, I don't remember actually what we said or what we were arguing about. And, and you know, so you go flipping back to the meat now because you were arguing about how to hang the garland, whether to use tape or wire.
0: <laughs> but then all of a sudden you get to the point where you're like, you're not doing a good job. And yeah. the only thing that person's going to hear is you're not doing a good job. And maybe that's true, right? Like, maybe maybe that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just, like, you need a little inspiration. Like, you need a different team. Mm-hmm. Like, you need a little more support. Maybe, whatever that case is. But what they're going to take from that is, this person is in my opposition. Yeah. And they're I'm going to... in my
1: opposition. And they are offending me on a personal level. Right. And that, you know, that's another thing. That differentiation between, okay... I dislike this that you're doing. I dislike this action, Or, or I don't agree with this action of yours. Versus, because you've taken this action, it means you're this type of person, and I cannot stand people who are that type of person. So I take offense at you as a person. <laughs> it's like whoa! <laughs> but this happens all the time. All the time. It happens all, all the time. The time. It happens all the time. know and really, it, it's going <laughs> back to Anakin's guy. Oh, I hate you. It's like whoa. Okay.
0: Whoa, whoa. cool it down, Mister Sith. You know, like. <laughs>
1: oh hey, yeah. Let's let's take out our lightsabers now and have it. Okay, you know, maybe they, I think sometimes, I'm joking here, please don't take this too seriously, but I'm joking, and it's like, okay, you two are having a really, really, really nasty conversation. Guys do this, you know. This is the way sometimes guys think, you know. I can't stand you! I can't stand you either! Let's go outside, grab a bunch of sticks, and start beating each other with them, and see who wins.
0: Well, you know what, that would almost make things easier, you know, but... Things drag on for a long time. If there was a resolution right there, it's one thing to have just a fight, Yeah. right? You and I are fighting over what we're going to have for lunch. I want tacos. You want sandwiches. We get it done and over with. We settle it, mm-hmm. right? All right, let's just bury what the do we hatchet. Do?
1: We have taco sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> taco sandwiches. Uh, but, yes. you know, it, now, well, as see guys, that. we understand this. You know, it's like we got to get some adrenaline kicking through the veins, you know. And then once we're done with it, we just, you know, two minutes later, we're best friends again. Why? Because we just beat each other in the pulse. You know? We're both hurting. We both realize that, ouch, and we move on.
0: I got in a fight. I, I actually got in lots of fights as a kid. Huh. Um, but there was – I just moved into Orchard Park at the time, and I didn't have any friends. But there was a group of kids in the, the neighborhood, and they, there were – playing together and they're playing football. I didn't know most of these kids. There was one kid who was kitty corner to me. Like I knew who he was. We kind of was like, Hey, can I play that kind of thing? And so we started playing and this one kid just couldn't, like he was ultra competitive, backyard football, right? Mm -hmm. Ultra competitive. And he was getting really heated. Right. And, um, and so we got in a little bit of a fight. We got in a tussle. Okay? And we started wrestling around. We started doing some punches. And uh, at the end of that, everyone was all friends. You know, we, we got out of our system, you know, new kid on the block. It was almost like a rite of initiation. You know, like, all right, you're all right, kid. You know, like, <laughs> you're all right, Buffalo kid. And, um, and so we got the fight behind us, and we were friends for years. Yeah. You know, um, and there were definitely moments because it was a bit of a hothead where, you know, we'd be playing a game and, all right, outcomes of the competitiveness? But just the same, we were able to, to fight through it. You know, I don't recommend, you know, fist fighting everyone that you get to an yeah. argument with. No. no, that's that's not it. But but sometimes you, you can't just let things undercut, yeah. right? You can't just, sometimes you have to resolve the conflict. Yeah, it's true. You know, because if you just bury it, Sometimes that just breeds resentment, and then you hate them, you know. Back to Anakin. I hate you! I don't know how many times we can quote that. <laughs> um, how many
1: times can we quote Star Wars in an hour period? Challenge accepted. You know, now, I'm not a woman. God did not make me a woman. But as guys... We interact with women. The way they handle these things, I think psychologically, is different. If you agree with me, okay. If, if you're open you don't agree with me, I'm speaking for you.
0: Speaking, <laughs> as, speaking as, <laughs> as a married man, I live with two of them. Um, I, agree. No, I agree. We're different, but continue.
1: Moving beyond. And it's general, yeah. right? No, we, it's we, a, we should
0: have a little asterisks like at the you bottom. You know, yeah. we love.
1: I, I, I think we all <laughs> understand this. And it's weird. Yeah.
0: We're going to get like a comment at some point on this. You know, someone's going to be looking back and be like, hashtag Joe and Adam I hate women.
1: I love women. I think Adam does too. We I do. have a sister and a mother. We celebrated Mother's Day yesterday.
0: But we're okay. different. All right, we're moving on. You got a conflict with us, shoot us an email. We'll figure it out. Resolution. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: moving on with, with the reality of, of conflict and a reality within the church. When conflict arises, deal with it. If you can't deal with it amongst yourselves, go to someone else and have them deal with it. If you can't go to someone else with that person and have them deal with it, Go to someone that you trust and have them give you advice. If you go to that person that you have a conflict with and they don't want to hear it, then all you can do is say, I truly forgive you for any offense you've given me. I'm sorry for my bullheadedness, my wrongness. I did something wrong here. Or, or, or the reality of the situation is this. I wasn't feeling good that day and I'm sorry I said what I said or whatever the situation is. Try and repair repair that, try and work through the conflict. It may take a while. You know, bring other people into it. Sometimes you need somebody to stand there and say, why the heck are you guys arguing over whether the flower needs to be red or pink? Why?
0: You know, you bring up a great segue here, Jill. Um I'd like to throw a little scripture into this. Like what what does scripture tell us about this? Um and we were we were working this out before we got on here. It's like where is that one scripture? And I, I couldn't remember off the, the top of my head, but we got there, thanks to Google. Uh <laughs> and I was I was even trying to remember like the wording of it. I'm like ah, uh sin against the, some you know, we got there. But this is from Matthew. We got it. Yeah, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Um, So you can jump back into this and, um, you know, find this for yourself if you need to. But if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Right? So like you were just saying, go work it out. You know, talk to him about it. If he listens to you and you have won over your brother... Oh, if he listens to you, you have one over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen then, or to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or tax collector. Amen. I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, Shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So how about that? Mm-hmm. so if if you don't listen to me, I'm gonna treat you like a tax collector. No. <laughs> um, but but this is a nice thing to say back then
1: no.
0: <laughs> no but 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 this does actually bring a couple of good practical things right to the table. You know, and th- this is right from Jesus's mouth. You know, of how do you resolve a conflict like this? Number one, just going to the person you have a conflict with. Yeah. Right? You know what? What is actually a super toxic thing to do is to go to other people without including that person. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm especially- so
1: angry at John right now. Can you believe it? Can you believe he said this? Yeah. Hey, you. Come
0: on. Check out what John did. You know, and, and all of a sudden gossip right gossip is not a good thing, not a good thing. Um, and maybe it comes from the best of intentions where you think i just need to talk to somebody about this right and and yeah. so you, the problem with that is one if it's someone of confidence like a spiritual director yeah. and you know you're, you're trying to that's work a through different a problem situation that's a different situation but if you approach somebody um that isn't privy to that type of information yeah. Right, and even sometimes it is confident. Like my and best friend. you also
1: got to choose the people who you you know your your uh, your confidence. You know, the person who you know can't keep a secret, or the person who you know has to tell everyone about something that they just learned.
0: Yeah, that is not the person. Not the person. That's not, not the person. <laughs> that's not the person. You know, and. And that that comes to establishing, you know, like be true to your word, you know, um, because then people can confide in you um, when you're on the up and honest, you know. But that's not to say you should engage in gossip. You know, there's almost a fine line. I want to make sure that we're separating those two. But you don't want to just go around mouthing off to other people about somebody else. Right. And that's probably especially true even if you come to the person first. Right. Mm -hmm. I come to Joe with my problem. And we didn't resolve it, or even if we did, and then all of a sudden now I'm off telling everybody else, you know, that's just wrong. Can you
1: believe this happened? And you know what we did? We figured it out. But I can't believe it still happened. Your conflict is not resolved. Right. Even though you may think it is, there's Mm. still something there. You have not fully let go of it. You have not fully forgiven for it. Right. Right.
0: So one-on-one, you meet with that person. Right, you got to meet it head- on take the bull by the horn so to speak right um, after that it's not resolved you need a little extra help in the game because there's additional facts and witnesses that that need yeah. to be there right so let's just say church level Joe and I have an issue right Joe's got a problem with me because I ordered tacos for lunch and it was supposed to be sandwich day mm-hmm. so what he's gonna do is he's gonna take that to father Leon um, which it actually would probably be the right step. Mm-hmm especially with dealing with something so heavy, you know, of just – Lunch day. Yeah. Uh, finally, Leon, look, Adam really ordered tacos, you know, and, and we need to talk about it this. It's
1: supposed to be sandwich day, you know. I had my mind set on sandwiches. It has been sandwich day for the last six months on Monday, and he ordered tacos. It's not Taco Tuesday. It's sandwich Monday.
0: But what did I do? I did it anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the memos are out there. we got to collect all the information. And so then we sit down. We arrange a little talk with Father Leon, and he's the arbiter, right? Yeah. Uh, he's an extra voice in the conversation. Obviously, because of his wisdom, he can uh, apply himself into the conversation of tacos or sandwiches, mm-hmm. you know? And um, And then we can resolve it, right? But let's say I still don't listen. I'm like, you know what? Forget you guys. I'm... Ordering tacos on Monday, I'm going to do it by myself, right? And then you treat me like a tr- like a tax collector. Then you shun me from lunch day.
1: It's like okay, you can get your taco all you want, but we're going to have sandwiches and we're going to be here eating sandwiches.
0: Oh, actually, the next up was the church. Like, then then you go to the yeah. pulpit yeah. and say, "Listen, everyone, the announcements for today is that Adam Jeros has been eating tacos." <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No,
1: no, no. Oh, number one thing you don't do from the pulpit, you know, as somebody who's, who's learning how to do this, don't do it. Now, <laughs> it's so complicated. This is such a hard issue for the sake, you know, the fact is, okay, a pastor, you know, if there's conflict within his, his congregation or conflict within his community, over a certain issue. Um, Father Leon shared a, a story with me, and it's a well-known story within. Diocese of Buffalo in a sense of there was a parish here in Washington, New York. And um, it was it was a wonderful parish. There was always a really great knit community there. Fantastic, you know, parish community. The rectory burnt down. Okay, it's an older parish, older rectory, rectory burnt down. There it was, it was a situation where a, a candle um, got knocked over and something caught on fire, it was taken care of. You know meeting ended pastor went to the bathroom came back the living rooms in flames mm-hmm. okay it split the parish in the sense that one side of the path the parish wanted to build it had to be the exact you know I, i'm exaggerating here some way. you know it had to be the exact floor plan the exact way it was they had to have the exact same refrigerator the exact same wood for the eve curls and everything like that and if it wasn't that way they weren't going to build it Build a new rectory, the new priest. The other side of it was, well, there's a house down the road that we can buy, and it's not gonna one cost as much and, and two. And two, it's already built. We don't have to worry about building a new house, you know. It became such a contention, it split the community. To the point that, you know, people weren't talking to each other. You gotta deal with that. Community conflicts are, are different than a personal conflict as well because there's a lot of people and egos and personalities involved. And when you have that, again, that historical connotation or something, something these are things that mean a lot to people. You don't ever diminish the meaning of something to a person, no matter what it is, even if it's the silliest thing maybe. I like tacos people. on Monday. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. Tacos is his favorite food. To me, it's like, you know, I eat tacos. It's not, you know, a big deal. Adam loves food. And tacos are are the the highlight of his week. Mm-hmm. And they are, I mean, it's like when he eats tacos, he remembers his mother rolling up tacos when he was a little guy. And it brings back all these connotations. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah
1: going on here to a new thing. As Christians, as Catholics, bringing this to prayer. You know, look at, at the way we pray, the way we're taught to pray, you know, in the Bible, in the Psalms, talking about conflict, praying about conflict, or better yet, you know, when we go to Mass, the sign of peace in Mass is more than just a Hey, we get to greet everybody in Mass. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to shake everyone's hand. Yeah, it, that's, it's a good thing to do. No, the sign of peace has a greater symbolism and theological understanding. In the Roman Catholic Mass, the sign of peace is right before we receive the Eucharist. In other liturgical rites within the Catholic Church, there's 23 different liturgical rites in the Catholic Church. You know, that sign of peace is in some different places. One of them, it's right at the beginning. You come to Mass and you have to show a sign of peace. You know, that sign of peace in the symbolism is, okay, you know, Uncle Teddy's sitting on the other side of the aisle. Uncle Teddy and, and Dad haven't talked in five years. They shouldn't be, you know coming to the altar in that state. You know, love of God and love of neighbor, love of brother and sister. That sign of peace is so, so, so much more. We live in a society that really has a difficult situation of forgiveness. People can't forgive. They can't understand how to even begin and approach forgiveness in most cases. Forgiveness of themselves, but forgiveness of others as well. Another side to that is, we live in a society that upholds vengeance. You did me wrong. I hate you! You know? It's this like, the I this gotta the get you back. No! No! No, you don't! What does it say in the gospel? If I, you know, roundhouse slap, yeah, or I grab a tuft of his beard, and, ah, sh- mm. what is it the gospel say? That's unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me, you, know? <laughs> you know, if somebody spits on me, what do, am I going to spit back at them? If somebody slaps me, no, I'm going to turn the other cheek. If somebody makes you walk a mile carrying their load what does Jesus say we're supposed to do walk too know. this is the the reality of it vengeance is not a part of, of the reality of the peace of god forgiveness mercy compassion
0: Love covers a multitude of sins.
1: Yes, it does. Conflicts within within the church. Oh, good advice. Is it going to matter in a week? Is it going to matter in a month? Is it going to matter in six months? Is it going to matter in a year? Is it going to matter in five years, ten years, twenty? And and, and sometimes the answer is yes. And in that situation, then you you really have to work through something. And you have to go into it with humility and yet, you know, say, this is why this is an important issue.
0: It's just like the difference between figuring out the building of that rectory or figuring out how to best get through the pre-scandal.
1: Yeah.
0: And because there's a lot of conflict in all of that. But um, those are definitely good pieces of advice to hand off here. Um, But we are closing in on an hour here. We've really been cooking on this topic. This is a good one. But this is a a must-have. This is a must-have conversation, you know, Um, because a lot of people just don't know how to wiggle through it. And even if you do know, sometimes you're just subjectively in the fight and you just need an objective piece from the outside giving you reminders of that um so it's probably a good spot to close this up Um, so guys thank you for tuning in it was great having you on um if you're hearing this right now awesome thanks for joining us live for those who are watching after the fact thank you as well feel free to share this if this was a conversation of value that you think somebody else could get something from pass it along to someone else that you know um have them tune into it um this is going to be the last week that we do coffee talk, I think, every day. Yeah. Um, we're going to start switching soon into doing uh, or into leaning off of live streaming and moving into preparation and getting ready for when we return okay. back live. Um, so we're we're getting there. We're working there. there now we're – we might not have landed yet, but we're getting the uh, – the bells on the plane to buckle and up you the know.
1: plans are, are starting to you know we're brainstorming and and this is an important time so those of you watching this uh, please pray pray um if it's right now pray you know for those who have to make these decisions for those of you who are watching this after the fact if it's before you know we're, we're coming back the next couple of weeks pray still and um if you're watching this three years down the road, well, pray for everyone who is involved in it. Hopefully we've overcome any conflict. So, thanks.
0: Got a good question here. Are we going to be Zooming at AMP tomorrow? Um, the answer to that is yes, but we're gonna start on YouTube because that's been the format that we've been doing. And just for consistency's sake, we're gonna start with that and segue into it. So we'll probably do kind of just an intro piece on YouTube because but um, it's, it's kind of on autopilot and some minds um, just to go there first. So we're going to start there. And then in the chat, we will segue into Zoom. Um, and then we'll we'll do our face-to-face conversations. Actually, I'm really looking forward to that um, because it's, it's been a while since we've had face-to-face with a lot of the young adults. So that's going to be pretty cool. Are you going to be around tomorrow night? Or are you, I'm going to be around. You want to hop on? Yeah. I've got Father Paul coming too we should do tacos for dinner oh it it comes back to Star Wars and tacos and World Youth Day that's what coffee talk really turns into um so I think that's about all I got for you okay what do you got any 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 other any other anything else to wrap this up with the bowl actually speaking of coffee talk thing right yeah so this has kind of been a, a testing ground for doing a podcast right? mm-hmm. and just working out some some structural things tech things trying to figure out a good flow that would be good for um, for a podcast and I think we're there I'm meeting with father Paul this week yeah. that we're gonna we're gonna get this puppy off the ground it's ready we're ready for it. Um, so we're going to put a timeline to that, but it's coming soon. And so we're going to segue off of Coffee Talk. Maybe we'll do this once a week, maybe every other week. Coffee Talk, will kind of, we'll, we'll figure out what happens with Coffee Talk. But in lieu of that is going to be the rise of The Great Podcast. That's the working name at the moment. I kind of like it. But we'll figure out all that stuff. Great. The Great Podcast. <laughs> it's going to be cool. And along with that, actually, it, it, we'll still have the YouTube version of it. So yeah. there'll be a podcast on the podcast channels. And there's a certain segment that goes for those things. But there's still, we got the people on YouTube that might eat this up. So, Sounds awesome. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, guys, thank you. You want to close this in prayer? Yeah, let's do it.
1: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, <laughs> we thank you for... It's time it's time when we can gather and, and have a conversation about conflict not always an easy conversation it's always got a lot of different aspects to it we ask you please Lord help us in our discernment help us in our forgiveness help us in our relationships with one another and especially when it comes to our faith to our church things which we care about so much, and we care about them so much because we care about you, and because of your great love for us. Help us, Lord, that when conflicts arise within the church, we may come to a greater understanding of the meaning and reality of the mysteries of our faith. And do it only for your greater glory. We ask all this through Christ our Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Cool. Thank you. And thank you, guys. We will see you later. And... uh... Yeah, that's it.
1: We'll see you guys. (laughs)